You're listening to the Fable 411 podcast produced by the City of Fable, where you'll get information about city government and the programs and services we provide. You'll get topics of interest and an inside look into the various departments that help keep our city moving. I'm Gab McRoberts. And I'm Sherry Kropp. Thanks for joining us for the Fable 411. Today, we're joined by Dominique Lazo-Johnson, and she is from the city's Economic and Community Development Department. Dominique, thanks for being our guest today. Thank you for having me. Now, in December of 2020, the city and the FMHA was awarded a HUD Choice Neighborhood Planning Grant, and this grant will be used to help revitalize the Murchison Road Corridor to what we hope will become a transformed and thriving community. Dominique, talk a little bit about this Choice Neighborhood Grant. So, um, the grant was implemented, I'm sorry, we did win the grant so that we can begin um, planning. So, Basically, it was so we can start focusing on some of the challenges in the area. Um, what is it that we need to fix in the area? What we need to focus our main attention towards um, so we can build up the Murchison community. Um, it is the grant is um, provided for communities that are underdeveloped, that has been kind of ignored, um, if you will, for um several years and have been underfunded so um, the grant is provided so that it can help these communities kind of um, gain equity and you know gain an advantage well not so much an advantage but um, become equal with every other community that's within the same city so what are what is the our goal or what are we looking to achieve with this grant program what we want to achieve is um basically a thriving community we want to see um, all the residents needs met um, we want more businesses in the community we want um, better living arrangements we want to see um, i guess like we want to meet the needs of the children as well so that would means like um you know mixing in other children of different education levels so that would entail mixing income housing and that's basically what um, we're trying to do is ultimately provide a mixed income living arrangement in Murchison community so that way it will um, tap into everything we're trying to accomplish. Tell me a little bit about the catalytic early action project that'll benefit the residents of the community. So the early action project was strategically picked by the residents themselves. Um, uh, we chose to go with um, a digital equity plan and the little free libraries. Um, let me talk to you about the digital equity that will be providing uh, free Wi-Fi for the community. Um, and the reason for that, we saw when COVID hit and uh, even before then, several of the residents did not have um, internet access. And uh, while we may see that as something that's like, you know, daily, we might take it for granted. Um, that was a real necessity for several of the communities, especially in the Murchison townhouses, which is what we're, um, you know, really focused on um, changing. So um, digital equity is one of our first initiatives, as well as the little free libraries. And the little free libraries, we have um, plotted out 19 different locations um, that were picked by the residents. And 
these are areas in the community that do not have libraries readily available or accessible to the residents. So um, with this, we, you know, we have this with the hope in mind that the children, especially, could just possibly walk to their corner, you know, the nearest library and could just pick up a book leave a book and they'll be able to read whenever they feel like it. Um, and you know, that way we'll provide reader access equity as well. Excellent. And, and you talked a little bit about the Merchant Road townhouses and I understand this is 60 units of low income housing. Tell me a little bit about the plan for the townhouses. So the townhouses, for sure, we are um, focusing on trying to rebuild those. Um, the housing development, is really outdated um, to say the least. Some of these homes, well, all of them, they do not have central air conditioning. Um, they do not have uh, washer and dryer connections in the home. Um, and that, it can be very hazardous, um, especially considering that the nearest laundry facility is crossing a busy intersection. So um, you can imagine trying to carry you know, loads of laundry across a busy intersection. So we're trying to um, rebuild the townhouses with the perspective of the residents because they're telling us what it is that they want, what it is that they need. And for sure, <laughs> AC was definitely one of the things. And I can understand why, you know, it's the heat and um, it's, washing. It's fable. Yes. <laughs> it's hot here. <laughs> yes, it is. And, um, you know, washing dryer connections. Um, again, just simple things that we may take for granted, you know, because these are things that we may have readily available for us. Um, and, uh, oh, and playground equipment. They just want to have a place, an area where their children can play um, at a park or something. And that's what we're trying to um, accomplish. And Dominique, I know an important part of this process is to include all of the stakeholders in the area, which um, are mainly the residents, um, business owners, church leaders, community Certainly. leaders, um, and things like that in, in order to gather input and um, be able to create a neighborhood that they desire to live in. Um, so what are some of the things that you are doing uh, with the stakeholders to, to get this input? So um, uh, I really appreciate you mentioning the residents, you know, being a vital um, stakeholder because they are and the business holders. Um, we have a steering committee and uh, right now that is about a 35 partner um, steering committee, which um, are heavily impacted by all of the um, businesses in the Murchison community. Again, that's churches, uh, recreational facilities, um, restaurants, that's, you know, all types of businesses. And um, we want their input as well, whether or not if they feel like it needs more lighting, whether or not they feel like it needs better security, anything of that nature, we need their input so that they can thrive as a business as well. And in turn, um, bring in more businesses. And then that way, it provides um, jobs for the community. It's, you know, it's like a cycle. It, you know, it, I can't really, you know, put it into words, but it is a cycle. And uh, I know um, some of the ways that you've been gathering this input uh, from the stakeholders is through community meetings. You've held a few of them. Um, what, 
what types of things are you hearing from them? What are the most important um, factors that you're hearing from the residents that they desire to have the most? Some of the things that they desire most are um, that um, they want a grocery store. Um, that's one of the main things. Um, they want a bank, a nearby bank. Um, they talk about the conditions of the homes, um, the lack of other shops and services. Um, and they really are concerned about um, gentrification and displacement. Mm -hmm. I imagine that's an important part of when you have these reaching out because you're trying to build a community that people want to live in and is affordable because that's a big question for a lot of people. You want to be able to live in a neighborhood and be able to afford living there. Of course. And that's, but you also want to have the same amenities. You want to be able to, to have the, the store at the corner, to, yes. to have the library, to have the shops. And I imagine that's, it's important to get that feedback. So people are building the community they want to live in. Yes. And um, that's exactly it. We, um, and it, I mean, and that's my thing too, because um, the thing is like, you enjoy going home at the end of the day and you, everyone wants to go home to a community that they, I mean, to a place that they enjoy. And we need everyone's input so they can tell us what, you know, what they see is a thriving community um, because it's not our opinion that really just matters. We can put, you know, put it out there, but if it's not what they need, it's not really helping. It's the people that live there. Yes. That, that matter. That's correct. Um, now, I understand you'll have um, more upcoming community meetings. When is your next meeting going to be held? Our next community meeting is going to be uh, August 25th. Um, that is going to be at 5 p.m. Um, it, it will be held online. And uh, you can find that information on MurchisonChoice.com. I don't have the exact link right now, but the link for the online meeting is on the website. Um, and uh, as well as a steering committee meeting that's coming up um, and that is going to be on the 24th. So that's actually a day before the community meeting. So, um, you know, again, this goes back to us wanting to include everyone, mm -hmm. the partners, the residents, everyone. And we can include the link uh, for that specific event page in the dis the show notes for this podcast. So, Thank you. Uh, so, so for our listeners at home, just go into the show notes. You'll find the link in there as well. Now, how long does this program is going to be going on? Um, we expect for the, you know, the planning phase to last until December 2022. It's a long process. And this is, this first phase is mainly about listening. Is, is, is that my understanding correct in the early action project? It is. It, um, it is about listening. Um, and that's because when, when we go into the implementation phase, we have to be ready. We have to know what it is that we're trying to accomplish so we can execute it. Um, uh, and with this listening, we already have two early action projects, again, that we're working towards. So while we're getting the residents input, we have already um, focused on their two major necessities and we're um, trying to rectify those immediately. And we're still listening to we still need this. We need that provided for us. And that's what we're doing um, until December 2022. And a part of that listening program and receiving that feedback, I understand you're, you're enlisting the aid of members of the community with this as well. 
That's correct. Um, we have selected five community ambassadors um, who will be working with us throughout this project. And um, they will be building their capacity throughout the training program. Um, with that, so three of them actually come from the Murchison townhouses right now. So we're getting direct feedback, you know, pretty much step by step along the way on, you know, what's most important, what's needed. And then the ambassadors go out into the community and speak to everyone about, you know, what's happening. And uh, we understand that they can reach a lot more residents, you know, um, on their level. And so they come and they can bring more people to the community meetings and um, so forth. And I think it's so important to be able to have people who are part of the community working with the city on soliciting that feedback. Because I know for some people, they're more comfortable talking to a neighbor than they are somebody wearing a logoed shirt from the city that they don't know. Uh, they never met before. I, I, I imagine that helps to build that trust. It does. It does. And um, it's, I'm just, it's really funny that you mentioned that, but it 100% does. Um, the residents do enjoy speaking with other residents. I can just say that. Um, not so much trust if they see, again, someone with the city logo just knocking on their door. They love the, you know, Faye PD. Uh, they have a really good rapport over there. But, you know, for some reason they see us walking over there and it's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but they will um, speak with the other residents. So, Dominique, mention uh, the website one more time where people can go to get more information about the Murchison Choice Neighborhood Plan. So, one more time, the website is www merchisonchoice.com. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you for having me again. Thanks for coming on. You've shared a lot of great information. I know I learned a lot about the, the Choice Neighborhood uh, grant program and, and some of those early action projects. It's so exciting to hear that's going on up there. So, Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of The Fable 411. <clears throat> the Fable 411 is one of several podcasts that the city produces for our podcast channel, Radio Fable, as we provide timely and informative updates every week on a variety of topics related to the city of Fable. Be sure to subscribe to Radio Fable on Apple iTunes, iTunes Podcasts, as well as the Google Play Music Podcast Portal. And we've recently expanded to Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. You can also listen to every podcast that Radio Fable has to offer by downloading the TV streaming app available now on Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, and Amazon Fire TV. You can view all of our video content by visiting FayTV.net. To get information about city services, go to our webpage at FayettevilleNC.gov. Thanks for joining us.